It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stock Car Show. And this really should be a motorsports madness show because the studio is already going slowly mad. Uh, we have a full roundtable here this evening and lots of stuff going on here on the Stock Car Show. My name is Tom Baker. I am the host of the show. My co-host is Jacob Seelman, who is also doubling as the producer as we continue to train uh, Randy Miller as well back there. And Randy will be punching buttons soon enough. We've got a couple of additional co-hosts who usually come by way of the Race Chaser Skype line, but we don't need to do that because, well, they're here in the room with us in the Race Chaser Studios, Racing USA, Mooresville, North Carolina, Cisco Scaramuza, and Chris Murdoch. And we are going to be joined in a little while by Aaron Creed, who is the Super Cup Stock Car Series PR Director. If you are wondering what in the wide world of sports is the Super Cup Stock Car Series, well, just sit back. We're going to get to that. We'll tell you exactly what it is. It may be the best kept secret in short track racing here in the good old U.S. of A. And we've also got Edward Adams the third joining us as well. He is a Super Cup Stock Car Series rookie. He'll be joining us via the phone. And um, he's going to talk about transitioning from road racing to racing with the Super Cup Stock Car Series. And he's doing a very nice job of that. Uh, actually had a sixth and a uh, fourth in the two races he ran the other day. Um, so there's you a hint about how the Super Cup Stock Car Series does things. You get two feature races per race meet. So uh, we'll get into some details about that a little bit later on. We've also got Kyle Souza who is going to join us as well to catch us up on what happened at Seekonk in the Wheelin Modified Tour event there. I'll give you a hint, Justin Bonsignor, and we'll uh, give you the details on that later as well. But first, we start, as we always do, with general news and kind of what's going on in the racing world. And I'll just start with Cisco because I can. We transition to Michigan from Pocono, kind of a different kind of track. Uh, it's actually round, not triangular, uh, but same formula for the Xfinity Series. Same package, same package the All-Star race was run with on the cup side. Cisco, is this going to work better at Michigan than it did at Pocono? I'm not really sure. Chris and I, on the way down here, we were listening to some of the race chatter this week, and Kyle Larson, for example, over on MRN was saying he's not really sure it's going to work. He's worried about the cars getting too spread out because the drivers are having to lift off the throttle. He talked about the fact that this package works very well when everybody's flat out. That's what we saw at yeah. Charlotte. Everybody yep. was really close together. Michigan, you're probably not going to get that because it's very similar to like a turn one at Pocono. And turn one, you have to get out of the throttle, in that case, shift. But I'm not sure it's going to work, but we'll just have to find out. We don't know yet. It's interesting, Chris, because I've heard a number of drivers say they feel like it would work better at Michigan, but I think most of the consensus is they feel like Indianapolis would be a really good place to try it in the Cup Series again. Well, I know on the flip side of what Cisco was talking about, uh, we also heard from Daniel Hemrick, 
and he said he was excited for it. He's been the one, one of the guys that has gotten to run yeah. all three, you yeah. know, at Indy, at Pocono, and now he's going to be able to run Michigan. Uh, at Pocono, he said he was kind of surprised at how much they were out of the gas because I think it's you, some corners are the closest you can probably get to that Indy package, yeah. and he was really surprised by how much they were actually getting out of the, the gas, especially in turn one with how the banking is. He thought he would be able to run there. Uh, a little bit higher, but for Michigan, he thinks he might be able to get into the corner a little bit harder because it's a little bit more of a, a flatter kind of entry into the corners and going through. So he might think there's a little bit of, of speed to be gained there. And I mean, he finished third at Pocono on the package. So, I mean, he does have a pretty good track record with that thing. It's going to be kind of interesting, I think, to see how it works because I can see both sides of the equation, Jacob, and and I think that you're either going to see this race be amazing or it's going to be a complete bust like Pocono was. I don't think it's going to be one of those, yeah, it was pretty good, but it wasn't great. I think it's going to be either great or awful. I'm just hoping for great. Well, I think we're all hoping for great right now, and uh, good evening, everybody. I spent the first five minutes of this show pushing buttons to make sure everybody else sounded good before I could stop in my brain long enough to process and make sure I sounded good. Uh, Here's the deal. I'm more optimistic, Tom, about this package at Michigan than I was at Pocono because I think there's a much better chance that you can be wide open at Michigan or at least a whole heck of a lot closer to it than you are at Pocono. There's a lot of off-throttle time because each of the three corners at Pocono is so different and it acted much like a truck race I think in which if you had a really really good car Cisco you could kind of get away but I'm much more thinking that we'll see something along the lines of what we did at Indy or maybe even something closer to what we saw with the cup cars at Charlotte because you are going to be on the gas a lot at Michigan, and that is a really big key because this package isn't just about the draft and sucking up. It's a momentum package. Yeah, it is, and hopefully that's going to bring a little bit more close quarters racing because Michigan usually is a fuel mileage race nine times out of ten so hopefully that can jazz that race up a little bit I'm always critical of when NASCAR ends up going to Michigan and Pocono and these bigger kind of IndyCar-esque tracks because the racing obviously we saw what happened at Pocono the racing isn't always as good but we see a lot of strategy so I'm curious to see if we'll be able to have the same strategy but with some side-by-side racing mixed in as well there will be a few of the NASCAR folks Cup folks down running this event. Um, Austin Dillon going to be racing in the three car for RCR this week. We've got um, Kyle Busch, of course, back in the 18 as well. And Alex Bowman actually going to be driving for GMS Racing, not just for this race, but also for uh, Pennsylvania, I mean, Kentucky um, <laughs> as, as well. <laughs> so he's going to be. Uh, He's, I'm going through Pennsylvania on my way to New York uh, tomorrow. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's he's going to be driving. So we'll have a few of the Cup guys. Kevin Harvick also in the uh, Biagi Dembest slash Stuart Haas slash Dominator number 98. So it'll be interesting to see with these Cup guys. You know, look, Michigan is a big, wide track, Cisco, and I, I'm not so sure that with – the even with this particular package, I think, as Jacob said, I think you may be on the gas way more than you're off it. And I think this could turn out just because of how wide the track is. This could turn out to be an interesting race, because I think 
they could be three or four wide very comfortably the whole race long on this track. Yeah, Chris, there's plenty of space to find on that racetrack. And unlike, you know, its sister track in Auto Club, it's not very bumpy. You know, these yeah. guys have a nice smooth racing surface to just go out there and have a little bit of fun. And with the amount of downforce these cars, I mean, I called Michigan an IndyCar track this I, I wonder if we're going to start seeing shades of like IndyCar strategies of guys trying to break the draft, swerving across the racetrack, trying to break the draft. Yeah, I think it'll be exciting. I mean, uh, Kevin Harvick was talking. He's excited for this race. I, he's, I think he said he's more excited for Saturday than he is for Sunday's cup race. That way he can kind of figure out what's right and what's wrong, trying to you know, levy the two packages, get all the information he can in case NASCAR does try to adopt this package in the uh, – uh, in the the Cup Series, I mean, he thinks it's just fun. He he thinks it's you know it, it's fun to race, and I think he's excited for it. Incidentally, uh, Paul Menard in the twenty two for Team Penske for the Xfinity race this weekend, and Austin Sindrick moves over to the sixty for Roush Fenway. So, uh, Cisco, you kind of have to have a scorecard to keep track of the players in the uh, Ford Driver Development Group right now. And Menard had a really good run at Pocono, too. Yes, he did. He did. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Actually, I was impressed with the job he did in that 22 car at Pocono, Cisco. I mean, the circumstances ended up not quite falling his way at the end of that race. But you got to know, anybody that steps into a car that's won four out of the last five or four out of the last six Xfinity Series Owners Championships is going to go out and run well and Paul Menard is no exception and it was an interesting discussion on this week online that was talking once again about cup drivers coming in and racing in the lower series I saw an interesting argument where people said I'm not necessarily or I think it was Robbie Lyons who was actually talking a little bit about it uh, on Facebook but he was mentioning the fact that he doesn't necessarily have a problem with the top tier drivers coming down but it's them being in the same kind of equipment that the rest of the series regulars are in instead yeah. of JGR Amazo equipment. Well yeah, we talked about that on Motorsports Madness Monday too with Will Rogers the same kind of deal is you know it's it's cup equipment and I think that makes a bigger difference but even the cup drivers just have so much more experience and can dial the cars in that much quicker I think. So but it's uh it's going to be certainly an intriguing race there. And, of course, we've got the trucks running at Texas as the opening act for the IndyCar Series this weekend and naturally the Cup Series at Michigan uh, with the Xfinity cars. So uh, a lot more for us to talk about from a preview standpoint as we go through the show. What's the old saying, 2-0 fast, Cisco? Isn't that what DW says? <laughs> something like that, something like that. I, I'm curious what the trap speed is going to be going into turn one this weekend, Chris. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be 200. Yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be fast. I do want to say before we get too far off the news wire, not really racing news, but seems like everybody's having a baby now. I do want to congratulate Kyle Petty yep. on welcoming his new baby. Uh, him and his wife. Yep, gave, him and Morgan uh, gave birth, so that's always cool to see. Uh, so. It's a boy, so you would think a future racer. I love the name too, Owen. Overton Owens. Overton, Overton Owens. Owens, Petty. Yep, um, that's a good name. So yeah, Kyle, uh, a dad again, and I think that is just very, very cool. With that, we are going to step aside. When we come back, we continue to talk 
what's going on in the racing world. We've got Aaron Creed coming up along with Edward Adams and uh, we've got Kyle Souza as well before we're done. So lots more and we'll be back with more of the Stock Car Show presented by our friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety right after this on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Noah Gregson, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on Spreaker in the Performance Motorsports Network. Tom Baker, Chris Murdoch, Cisco Scaramuza, Jacob Seelman, and Randy Miller all gathered around the round table along with our special guest, Aaron Creed. We'll be getting to Aaron in just a moment or two. We've also got uh, Camden Proud coming up. From the Oswego Speedway, he is both PR director 
and he is also a small block super modified racer at the track. So uh, interestingly enough, uh, Camden going to be doing double duty of a different sort this weekend at the Oswego Speedway and will be uh, on with us here in our second hour to talk super modifieds and small block supers. And, uh, of course, this week will be my home track. I'm looking forward, actually, to being there on Saturday night for their race. And then on Sunday, I get to go to Weedsport Speedway, which is one of the dirt tracks up in central New York, to watch the All-Stars. Hang on a minute. you you got to say it right. I, I learned this a couple weeks ago from the man himself, Tony Stewart's All-Stars. Okay. <laughs> Tony Stewart. Well, you know, when you're Tony Stewart, you can own it. You can put your name on it. And he does. Um, you know, the the smoke show is, is kind of I, uh, the way I put it. And um, smoke is going to be competing uh, in addition to just being there with the series. So should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to doing that. And uh, so we'll talk to Camden a little later on. But as we continue to talk about news, we were discussing during the break, Alex Bowman jumping in the GMS Racing 23. And if you're wondering why are we focusing so much on Xfinity, well, it's because, you know, honestly, in the Cup Series, you got three guys that are pretty much dominated. So there are some neat stories in the Xfinity side of things. And um, Alex getting an opportunity to run a couple of races in this car uh, as Spencer Gallagher continues to um, to be out of the seat, we've got we had Chase Elliott. Now we've got Alex Bowman, Jacob, and you know Alex won at Charlotte last fall in yes, the Xfinity he did. Series in driving his car. Yeah, driving the forty two car. I would say that the twenty three car is the equivalent of the forty two car. Oh, easily. So I would have to give Alex an opportunity here to win this race, and it's interesting because not only do these Cup guys. I believe have an advantage in terms of just their experience and, you know, even in some cases the equipment they're in, but I think it's also good for them because they're getting some additional time with this package so that if we do see it again later in the year, which seems like it's not going to happen, but then there keeps being a lot of talk that it might happen in some of the drivers want it to happen, it seems like now, you know, it's going to give them a little more experience with this particular package that the Xfinity guys already have. Experience. Word of the day right there. Experience. No, no. no, It's Daryl Waltrip printed at DW. It's experience. So the half word of the day, I guess, technically. Yeah, it's not a full word. It's missing a syllable in there. It's like coopetition. Something (laughs) like that. DWism. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, getting back to the point that I was – going to make uh, regarding Alex Bowman. Absolutely, he's got a shot to win this race in that car. That 23 car has been a threat even before Spencer's suspension. He was in the mix just about every time he hit the track and hadn't finished any worse than the top 15 all year. So you put a cup guy in that car and for sure he's going to go out and contend. Chase Elliott was running third at Charlotte before the transmission blew out the bottom of it. There's enough exhibits right there to give you a really good case study. But my deal with this 23 car, Cisco, is that this is kind of, we're seeing now what was predicted a couple of weeks before it actually started happening. GMS Racing has a motor alliance with the Hendrick engine department, and it was rumored heavily before they announced Chase that they were going to try and utilize some of the Hendrick Motorsports drivers in order to fill this void until Spencer came back. You've seen it with Chase. We're seeing Alex get a shot. 
and unless he turns up in a JRM car first, I will not at all be surprised to see perhaps a race or two for William Byron before it's all said and done in that 23 as well. I don't know. I, I'm a big fan. I still say I suggested this uh, on an earlier show. I still say I'd like to see if Kaz Grala can't put a full season together with a 61, I still would like to see Kaz get uh, the opportunity to come back to GMS and race for them a little bit. Well, he, all I got to say right now is if he keeps running the way he's running, I don't think he's going to have to worry about yeah. looking for a ride. Well, you know, it's all a matter of funding right now for that team, and they can only go so far. This is the third of the four races that they already had funding for yes. when he was still over at uh, – JGL. And uh, yeah, don't be pessimistic. I, I did get a chance to talk briefly with them this week, and Darius and Kaz both have said the interest is good. They Ver- both sound great. optimistic. Okay, that's good. great. I'm just saying, if it comes to where he's not driving the 61, Cisco, I would love to see him get a shot at the 23. He has earned that shot. The last two weeks in the 61, he's impressed me more than anybody else on the track. I can't believe what that team has put together in only a month's time with three cars that they got from JGL and five of the six crew guys. And then, of course, you've got Tony and Tony over there, Yuri and Yuri, Pops and Son of Pops, who um, have just so much experience and success there. That's been a it's been really a blessing for Kaz in a way. Yeah, it absolutely has. And I'm kind of seeing. You know, I could also see GMS, you know, basically I see it becoming also this sort of hybrid or, yeah, GMS kind of becoming the Biagi of Hendrick in a way or Junior Motorsports or the Furniture Row of Hendrick Motorsports or something along those sort of lines is kind of what I'm starting to see here. Of Hendrick, I mean that's that's <laughs> kind of what we're looking at. Wrong right here. brand, but, okay. but 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 you but you get no, what that, I'm saying. That, that, yes. That's yeah. the point. He, yeah. It's the point he's trying oh, to make. It, okay. It's the main satellite operation, yeah. or I suppose the feeder, if yeah. you will. And I can't help but think that this, though the circumstances certainly aren't what you would have hoped it to Awful. be. I mean, this had to have always been in the plans in some form or fashion. You had to believe that that association between GMS and Hendrick was eventually going to grow because Rick Hendrick is a smart businessman. He had to know eventually he was going to run out of drivers to poach from other people and was going to need a bit of a farm system to be able to pull from himself. He's done that a little bit with Junior Motorsports, and now I think you have even more of that with GMS Racing as well. Well, it really works out to the advantage for Rick Hendrick to have his drivers have this extra seat time. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. And, and I, you know, we really can't talk about Kaz and his new situation without just expressing our uh, sincere prayers and thoughts and best wishes uh, to James Whitener from JGL, because the circumstances around which um, his team is kind of um, slipping back. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Dylan Lupton stepping out of the uh, 28 28 car. car. Now, uh, Kaz already, of course, the 24 team has been parked. Um, You know, James needs a kidney, and I pray to the good Lord above that there is somebody out there who is able and willing to 
make that happen because that is just an awful situation and um, just feel really bad for everybody involved and thankful at least that the guys who were on that 24 car ended up being able to go over and keep jobs, you know, Um, but certainly feel bad for James as well and hope that uh, everything works out for him and he's able to get healthy again. Understatement of the day, I think. Uh, We're all of that mind. I think when bad things happen in racing, as we've seen so many times in the past, we all come together very quickly to support those in need, and this has been no different. It's just tough to watch, Cisco, because that JGL team, I mean, shoot, this year was supposed to be the big year for them. They switched to Ford. They uh, set up an alliance, technical alliance, with Roush Fenway Racing, and we really believed after they signed Kaz and even brought Dylan on for an expanded slate that this was going to be the year that they started to kind of establish themselves as one of the leaders among the Xfinity-only teams. And when we talked to Kaz, what was it, back in February? February, right before the start of the year. Yeah, and he was the most jazzed I've seen. And he's already a jazzed person as it is, but he was super excited about it. But, you know, back to your point, Tom, the fact that they've been able to put together this operation with the 61 team and find as much success as they have, it's, you know, it's a little bit of a storybook kind of really situation really yeah really is and and what it shows is that with the right leadership and the right people and the right amount of work ethic you can accomplish amazing things and what they were able to do in about 10 days time before charlotte just to get on the track was amazing to make the race was even more amazing to finish in the top 10 stunning yes absolutely stunning and you know he was running just as well this last week at Pocono, too, a track that's not an easy track to run well at. And so, you know, you would look for Kaz to be in the mix again this weekend, I would think, at Michigan just because same package and same situation for him. I think he kind of likes that deal. Uh, yeah, he absolutely likes this deal, and he likes Michigan. He was good at Michigan in the truck last year, Chris, and I think a lot, like we talked about at Pocono, a lot of things from the truck series are going to apply with this package. That could be a really good omen. It could, and I mean, he is definitely excited, uh, and, you know, with the new situation he's in, only being a couple races in. When we talked to him at Charlotte, that was his first race back. He didn't know what to expect, and to come out in the past few weeks like he's been doing, and being able to put on a show, put on top 10 quality cars, run top five even at some points, and be up there and battling with the best of them. I mean, that's uh, a way to stick it to them and say, hey, we might have had a a big upsetting situation that's happened to us, but we're not going to let that get us down. Some of the guys from his old team has come over and helped him out with this new team to get him up and going, and they're really showing strong, and it's almost like they haven't skipped a beat. I agree. With that, we step aside. When we come back, Aaron Creed joins us. We're going to tell you about the Super Cup Stock Car Series. I got my first taste of Super Cup Stock Car Series racing a few weeks ago up in Virginia at Dominion Raceway. Uh, First time in a long, long time for me to see that series. Very impressive. And we're going to talk about it right around the turn. You're listening to the Stock Car Show presented by our good friends from HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. Hi, this is Austin Terrio, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back. I love the bumper music we play. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on the Performance Motorsports Network and Spreaker. Tom Baker, Cisco Scaramuza, Chris Murdoch, Jacob Seelman, 
And we are joined by our special guest, Aaron Creed, our first special guest of the evening. Aaron, in addition to his duties with Speed 51, also is the Super Cup Stock Car Series PR director. And uh, interesting series, very much a different kind of a series from what a lot of us are used to seeing in the sense that you have big full-size stock cars that very much look like K&N slash ARCA cars because, well, some of them were. Uh, it's basically a, a started right to, uh, Aaron will bring you in for this, started with a group of former Hooters Pro Cup drivers who, when that series went over to the composite bodies, just didn't really want to make that transition. They wanted to stay with the steel bodies, so they just went off and basically started their own series. Yeah, that's correct. And first of all, thanks for having me on the show and letting me be here in studio and talk about the series. And uh, yeah, it pretty much started. It started in late 2007. A couple exhibition races were held um, right here in North Carolina at Hickory Motor Speedway and Tri-County Motor Speedway. Um, A lot of interest started coming from northern part of the country from Pennsylvania, Ohio, Indiana, areas like that. And the series kind of evolved so that we've been running primarily up there. But now that there's now there's such a f- huge footprint that we're traveling kind of all over the place, and uh, we have some ideas for, for the near future that we're kind of playing with. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's evolved over the time. It's, this is the 11th season of the series. It's, it's had slow but positive growth. And a whole lot of competition. Uh, last year, we had 10 races, um, including an exhibition race at the end of the season, and there were nine different winners. So a lot of wow. a lot of parity and uh, a lot of competitors that, like you said, couldn't move to couldn't continue with series like the Hooters Pro Cup series at the time, and and then other series as they continue to upgrade, you know to different bodies and, and different rules packages and things like that. And, you know, there's some people out there that want to go touring series racing but can't afford to do that, you know, can't afford the demand that those guys have, that well, some of the series have. it's billed as racing the way it used to be or, you know, racing like it used to be, and it really kind of is because even though the cars look like cars of today, it really is racing the way it used to be in more than one sense because a the tire bill is ridiculously cheap b the the way that the cars are policed or teched or kind of combined it's sort of similar to what the pro all-star series does you've got different motor and car combinations and uh joe the series owner uh, is able to sort of regulate that in a way with the harder tire that they run that keeps everybody pretty equal. But then on the flip side of that, you've got a lot of names that I was familiar with, even from my youth in NASCAR or watching NASCAR, Brad Teague, former Bush Series racer, competes in the series. Todd Peck, who still occasionally races trucks, competes in the series bob shack a longtime arca series competitor has won both races this year um and so there are some names in the series jj pack a former champion in your series but also a former hooters pro cup series slash arca racer who still occasionally goes and runs an arca race or two a lot of names from the past 
but then also obviously some younger drivers and some drivers who came from the different areas you mentioned who just were looking for an affordable way to go racing in a full-size stock car and super cup certainly offers that yeah and there's a lot of family aspect to the series too and uh and and that's what it's all about joe always says you know to the competitors you know um have your family bring them out bring a chair sit down have fun and uh and that's you know really what we're all about. Everyone obviously has that competitive nature, sure. And uh, sometimes some of the family members and crew members take it more seriously even than the drivers. So you know it's 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 fun to watch that. But uh, yeah, we have a lot of families. Um, they haven't joined us yet this year, but the Harrison family has been with the series since almost the beginning. They're out of uh, oh, wow. a little town called Rennick, West Virginia, yep. and they come to support us um we hope to see them back here soon and um the cromer family from northeast pennsylvania then brent nelson from petersburg west virginia and then also from petersburg west yep. virginia the robot family cody's actually he's, he's won some races, races and he's run yep. he's running the super speedway schedule in arca and uh his younger sister samantha yeah, made her in debut dominion. in dominion yep so, uh, and then, you know, you also have those drivers that, that have started to come and, and show interest in the series, build cars and, and get them ready, um, that, you know, some of them that, you know, run, have run the weekly scene and, uh, wanted something a little different. So, you know, drivers that have run weekly at Jennerstown Speedway in yeah. Western Pennsylvania or, or, um, you know, some other tracks that, that we go to and, and, and they want to tour around. So or even a driver like uh, Alan Perkiser out of South Carolina who ran in the old uh, Cars Pro Cup after it was done being Hooters and ran late models is running, I noticed, or at least ran uh, at Dominion. So, you know, it's been an interesting sort of combination of different drivers and different situations that have come together and Again, the way that Joe polices it, it keeps everybody equal. But I also think your format is really cool, too, because you're running two 50-lap features per race night. So it's not two halves of a whole. It's actually two separate races that you guys run. So it's basically maybe seven or eight events, but you get you know double the races at each event. So it works. I think that really makes it nice for the fans and I'm sure for the drivers as well. Yeah, and we started doing that format a, f a couple of years ago and um yeah, it's to give the drivers more opportunities to right. uh to to be successful and go for the win and um also, I mean we we do have certain restrictions, you know, they have to the tires that they qualify on, they have to race on. Yep. And we're talking about they have to race on that same set of tires, the first race and the second race. So uh, no tire changes alleviates the tire bill a bit for the night. $500 tire bill. <laughs> what, you get one set of new tires, you got to run them the entire yeah, and, day. And it's a pretty, it's a hard tire, and, it, and it's a compound that some of the competitors actually have run the same set, you know, multiple races. Yeah. So it's costing them... Um, even less than, you know, yeah. what your average touring series may, may cost. So, uh, it's, it's, um, it's an interesting aspect and, uh, you know, we have other kinds of things. We, we have a pretty limited amount of practice They we do offer at most races, we offer an, an optional practice session the evening before. Um, but it's completely optional. Um, a lot of it's used for some yeah. of these newer drivers sure. to get, you know, their feet wet. And, you know, some drivers buying new cars or testing new 
you know, setups and things yep. like that. Um, but then come race day, we usually have maybe a couple half hour sessions and that's about it before we're out to qualify. Yeah, it, uh, it definitely makes for an interesting uh, day of racing. And it again, the competition pretty equal. At least it looked that way at Dominion and even at uh, Midvale, it looked like most everybody was pretty much uh, in the same zip code. I mean, Bob Shack has had two great races out of the box, but, you know, he's had a ton of experience. And, um, you know, he, I think, has a little bit more in some of the right places than maybe some of the other guys do. Um, you know, but uh, it's a pretty equal group and really surprisingly so. And the car counts now up nearing, you know, 20 or above, it looks like uh, probably over 20, right, for Jennerstown and hopefully maybe around 20 at least for uh, the upcoming race at Kingsport yeah, next week. Yeah, and Jennerstown, we're definitely expecting um, the uh, a pretty big field, um, at least 20 cars. Uh, we had 23 last year at the season finale, and, and a few more have been talking to us about. We had a couple that were um, talking, that were actually atten- in attendance at Midvale saying, we're going to have the car ready at Jennerstown. So um, Kingsport as well, where we're still gathering the list of drivers expected. It's coming up quick here. It's next yeah, Friday. Next Friday. Um, and you can be sure that the driver is going to be gunning for Bob Schacht after his undefeated start to yep. the season. Um, and then uh, one of the drivers to watch will be Brad Teague, like you mentioned. I talked to him last night. And uh, he's actually making his first start at Kingsport since 1996. Wow. But... He's celebrating 50 years in racing That's this year, awesome. and you know he got his start, and some of some of his start was at Kingsport. Um, he was talking about winning a national championship race. I think it was in probably in the late 70s, early 80s, sometime like that. Came from three laps down to win out there at Kingsport, and uh, wow, yeah. So um, he he'll be one to watch. Um, his teammate Mike Potter. He's been in racing for decades. Um, Ben Ebling is a younger driver from uh, yeah. the Hickory area. Yep. He'll be he'll be in attendance, and uh, he actually the first time he came out he won. So, and then this was a couple years ago now, but uh, he's going to be hungry to get back into victory lane. Absolutely. And, uh, all our series regulars. Um, uh, there's there's a lot to to mention. Um, yeah. Well, but, you've uh, you've got a good strong field, and I think again it may vary in number from race to race a little bit right now but you've definitely got a good strong field and i think a a really intriguing series that uh definitely is fun to watch the you you've much like myself you've been around other tracks covering it and and being a part of it but the family atmosphere at a super cup stock car race is just the same as it is for a weekly late model show or any other series uh especially at a track like midvale or even jennerstown people look forward to that series coming in um, the entire season until it gets there. Oh yeah, and, and at Midvale uh, last um, last weekend, I mean, we have people every year that come to us. It's a real small town. Um, there's you know people that live there that you know don't necessarily have the funds to go out to the racetrack every single week. Yep. Um, but they, uh, we, I mean, there's people that tell us there every year. They said you know I've been saving up my money to to come out to on Super Cup night. Um, and the nice thing that the track did this this past year, I mean, last weekend, uh, it's under new management by uh, husband and wife John and Kelly Chapman. They didn't raise the admission price 
it was, uh, I believe it was $12 to get in. That's great. And uh, Jennerstown does the same thing where it's the same price as a normal weekly night. Yep. And, um, you know, it people come out for that kind of stuff just Absolutely. because it's, it's, it's affordable. Yep. Well, we'll uh, we'll talk more with Aaron Creed. We've got Edward Adams the third going to join us here in just a moment or two to talk about his uh, first couple of experiences with the Super Cup Stock Car Series and his background in road racing, which is kind of translating over to the Oval. We'll talk to him about how all that comes together as well. He is on deck waiting for us to return on the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Ben Rhodes, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Ben Rhodes, one of the many watching it pour right now in Texas. Truck practice rained out for the evening at Texas Motor Speedway. Rained here. out? That's more like flooded out. Yeah, very heavy rain. Uh, any, uh, Just, you know, for any of you in a certain area of the country, if it hasn't rained in six months, I got an easy way to fix that. Just schedule a NASCAR race. It will bring rain. Seems to bring rain everywhere it goes, including to the desert. For crying out loud. At any rate, uh, we get back to 
motorsports conversation of other varieties here on the Stock Car Show. And we are joined as we continue to talk about the Super Cup Stock Car Series. We're joined by one of the rookies in the series this year who has a very unique background for coming over into that particular series of racing. Edward Adams III out of Front Royal, Virginia, Grew up racing something called a mic rod in New York State. It's similar to a quarter midget. And then went um, kart racing on road courses and is actually uh, aspiring to be a sports car racer. But along the way, he met J.J. Pack, who is a former champion in the Super Cup Stock Car Series. J.J. took a liking to Edward. And now Edward is oval track racing once again for the first time in a couple of years. He had a mini cup that he raced at the old dominion uh speedway in uh, virginia a few years back but edward now you're back on the oval track again and uh, racing a full-size stock car for the first time on an oval track first of all talk about what it was like for you the first uh couple of uh, events here to just get used to going in circles again not to mention getting used to that big old stock car compared to the baby grand that you had the last couple of years running the SCCA stuff up at Summit Point. Yeah, hi guys, thanks for having me. Um, it, it's quite a change. Um, now you said I was running a baby grand at Summit Point, and actually the last two years we've been running a late model at yes. Summit Point. Yep, we've had SCCA. that too, yeah. Um, so I was pretty used to the stock car and its power, but um, just going to a circle track is such a change here you go from having long straights to you know cool down and think about stuff to you know you're on the power for one and a half seconds and then braking and turning in um you've got cars constantly around you it's it's a huge change um luckily i've been able to work a lot with jj pack and he's uh helped me a lot and brought me up to speed with that so it's been uh pretty fun so far can you kind of explain to us from your headspace as a racer inside the car because i think you know a lot of our audience are very casual fans and not so much insiders like maybe hopefully those of us around the round table here are uh, but from a from a driver's point of view what do you take from road course type racing to close quarters small track circle track racing in a big heavy stock car how how were you able to or how have you been able to utilize some of the road course skill set that you've got in the first couple of uh, circle track races you've run one of the probably the most uh, obvious things i've transitioned over is uh, braking i was i was uh, getting on the brakes a lot earlier we were at a race in midvale um getting out brakes a lot earlier and uh turning in later um i was i was seeming to be able to manage my brakes a little bit better so just from uh road course racing trail braking you i've been able to bring that over um but other than that i mean there's not a whole lot that you know transitions it's just such a different intense uh format yeah i mean that's what i was going to ask you too because Obviously, road racing is done more, I almost want to say, in an artistic sort of way. I mean, everything's about braking. Everything's about the perfect arc. You're always, you know, looking ahead to your next corner and setting up for your next corner. And it's a very precise 
kind of racing. The kind of racing you're doing in the Super Cup Stock Car Series, on the other hand, you know, is go out, get a donut on the side of the door, and, uh, you know, rock them, sock them, knock them around kind of uh, not very pretty sort of racing. <laughs> what is that like for you mentally just to sort of put yourself in that headspace where, um, hey, I just doored that guy and made a pass. Uh, I, I just have the feeling that somewhere inside of you, there had to be at least a very small part of you that went, dang, that was cool. It's it's kind of like rolling, riding a roller coaster. You're you're just really in the moment, and you know you're you're not thinking about anything but um, just what you're doing right there. You don't you know everything's seat of the pants. You know um, it's it's quite intense. Um, I I had a, you know without my spotter, you know, it would have been quite awkward for me to. Uh, get around there yeah you had brian donati i think doing some spotting for you didn't you at uh at midville yeah that's correct he uh he had worked with jj pack yeah. in the past and he he did a fantastic job on the radio there. yeah brian knows his stuff that that had to be good for you uh you've you've kind of driven two different types of tracks i mean you had dominion you had you know i mean i i had when when I ate my bowl of Cheerios for breakfast this morning, I ate out of a bigger bowl than Midvale. Um, so you have, you know, you have uh, two different facilities there. You know, your next race is going to be at Jennerstown. It's going to feel like a super speedway compared to what you were used to. Uh, are you enjoying the, the Super Cup Series, the Oval Trek stuff? Are you are you having a good time with that? Because obviously you've you finished very well. I mean, you had a sixth and a fourth uh, at Midvale. Yeah, it's been fun so far. It's it's a great series for just, uh, you know, getting used to uh, oval track racing like I'm doing. Um, you know, there's it's a pretty competitive field. Um, I started, I think, eighth in the first race we did. And um, you know, most of the guys around me, I was, you know, a little bit faster than I picked up and finish sixth in that race but it's a pretty close field so it's um you know i was able to learn a lot about you know passing and getting around those guys this is kind of a unique opportunity for you and it wasn't necessarily planned i mean you you had a sort of road course path planned before the season started but then jj decided that he wanted to take you to this series and give you an opportunity to uh, get some seat time on the oval in preparation for maybe the possibility of Samarca racing next year. Uh, but I know your ultimate goal is still to run uh, sports cars and be a road racer. And along those lines, you're also going to do a little bit of road racing this year. Talk about uh, the variance in your schedule this year and how you feel like that's going to work for you as far as kind of getting taking one brain out and putting the other brain back in. Yeah. So we're, uh, we're planning on doing, you know, uh, Jenner's town and a few other events on the super cup calendar, but we're also planning on doing, uh, Watkins Glen and the Daytona road course at some point this year. Um, so it's, it'll be a transition getting back into uh, road course racing. I've, I've really enjoyed the, uh, having someone in your ear telling you, where all the cars are around you and having to go back to uh, trusting your mirrors is going to be <laughs> awkward. But um, uh, the goal is, though, to, you know, 
obviously we're focused on road course racing, right. but, um, you know, if the opportunity presents itself, maybe in a, you know, we get a ride in ARCA event and on a road course or somewhere and we do well and someone says, you know, hey, do you want to go race next week at Martinsville or something? You know, I have the skill set to do that. Yeah, and that's, I think it's great to be uh, well-rounded as a racer. And I know you and I are both familiar with Ross Bentley, who is probably the premier driver coach in the world and has written the uh, speed secrets series of books and ross talks about that and even with his own career you know as a road racer who eventually learned how to be a really good oval racer it's very different and yet very similar at the same time and each takes a slightly different mentality and skill set to be successful but yet there's also a lot of crossover and so um i would think for you this year would be just a ball. You go from a, a tight track like Midvale to, you know, a few months later, you're on Daytona running most of the uh, big super speedway high banks and then running the road course. I mean, that's uh, that's got to be a lot of fun, even if it's not necessarily a normal path of development for a racer. Yeah, it's certainly, certainly not normal. But, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this year. We've got such a varied schedule. Yeah. It's- it's uh you know the last few years i've only been running at summit point with scca so this we've got a ton of different opportunities so i'm uh, really looking forward to this year and well, hopefully it, the ne- coming next few years as well it should be a lot of fun and i know there have been a number of people who've helped you along the way here so before we uh let you go we'll give you a chance to give some shout outs where they need to go yeah obviously i need to give a huge shout out to uh jj pack he's He's been managing and setting up the cars this whole time. Um, I need to thank my dad. He's, you know, uh, funded all this stuff and, um, you know, been there supporting me as well. So I need to give a huge uh, round of thanks to him and my mom as well. Um, Yeah. I also need to thank um, Icebox Customs, who's on my car uh, yes. super tough car currently they're a uh, restoration based uh service uh, so a huge thanks to them well you're a freshman right at uh, george mason university i think what an economics major yeah i'm actually a uh, junior well you're right a now, junior actually. that's right i forgot you did the uh, yeah. dual enrollment thing in high school that so many of the kids yeah. do now yeah so you're already in your junior year so uh interesting major for someone trying to be a race car driver but i guess uh if all else fails you can be a good accountant or something right (laughs) (laughs) well we appreciate you taking some time to come on with us edward and look forward to talking with you throughout the season as uh you get more experience at super cup and go do some of those cool uh road race events too at watkins Glen in daytona Thanks for being on with us, and uh, that's Edward Adams. We are going to step aside when we come back. It's Sousa time here on the Stock Car Show as we talk about the ground pounders, the Mighty Mod Squad, my favorite topic next to Super Modifieds, which, by the way, is what we're going to talk about after that. So lots still to come here on the Stock Car Show. We're going to just vary from the Stock Car theme a little bit as we get into our second hour and still have some fun. Stick around. You're listening to the show on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network.
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication, but it's those tough choices that helped me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. It's time to catch up on the latest from the New England racing scene. On the Stock Car Show, here's Tom Baker with Kyle Souza. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on the Performance Motorsports Network. The show, of course, presented by our good friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsports safety, Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, and our usual cast of characters, Talk and Race. And we are joined now on the show by Kyle Souza from NASCAR Home Tracks. He covers the Wheel and Modified Tour, and that tour just ran a race at Seekonk, Kyle's home track. Kyle, first of all, welcome back to the show. And another win for Justin Bonsignor. This is his second win in four races. Is he for real this year? Do we really buy in at this point that he's a legitimate championship contender? I think you have to. Yeah, I agree. At this point, Tom, we have to. If you're not buying in that Justin Bonsignor right now is not only a contender, but the favorite at this point to win the championship. Uh, I'm not sure what you've been watching on the track. The first four races really have shown me that Justin and his new combination with LFR Chassis, a brand new chassis company uh, that he's working with this year. He worked with Spafco for many years. They jumped ship over the offseason. They were really excited about that combination and the new combination with their new crew chief, uh, Ryan Stone. In the past, they had Billy Michael uh, calling the shots for that Phoenix Communications, Ken Massa Motorsports team. Michael not able to come back this season. He wasn't going to be able to do it full-time because of family commitments and multiple other things. 
Justin and the team made a decision to move away from Billy on good terms. Billy was really strong with them, uh, but they needed somebody that was going to be able to do this full time if they wanted to run with Doug Kobe. They found Ryan Stone, who's had success so far in his career in the NASCAR Xfinity Series with Junior Motorsports and Justin Allgaier, among other things that he's done. Uh, They made the combination announcement sometime early this year in January, and they unloaded with speed right away at Myrtle Beach. They were in the top five at the end. They won the icebreaker at Thompson. Uh, They didn't have the best car at Stafford Spring Sizzler, but they were pretty good at the front. Uh, And then Seekonk, you mentioned this past weekend, a dominant, absolutely dominant victory for them. They lead 100 of the 150 laps and really put on a race that, to me, looked Really eerily similar to what we had seen Doug Kobe do uh, in the past. They weren't quite as dominant to what Kobe had done a couple of years ago when we saw him winning every week. Uh, Matt Hirschman was really strong in the second half of that race to challenge and lead some laps. Uh, But when it came time for the checkered flag, Bonsignor was the guy. Uh, Tom, for the second time this season, he picks up a win. And at this point, I think it's really, really fair to say that he is in position to pick up his first championship uh, and he's had success before. He's finished third in the championship a couple times. This is not like this is uncharted territory for him. He knows his way to the top of the championship standings. Uh, and I think right now, going forward, it's going to take a lot for somebody to knock them off the top. Well, I would agree with that. And honestly, when you look at the way this season has started, you know, Timmy Salamito certainly started off well enough, but you got a couple of guys, you know, Chase Dowling is right up there just a few points back. You got Craig Lutz just a few points back. I mean, you certainly don't necessarily consider them championship contenders, but I got to tell you, when you look at the way this season has started, you know, you could have some interesting scenarios play out from here forward. Bonsignor, certainly a hot hand at Thompson. And so if he can get a win there or even finish top two or three and maintain that podium pace for the next few races with some of these other drivers like Lutz running as well as they have been, if they can keep that up, it's just going to make it that much harder for the Salamitos and the Kobe's and the other guys who are going to be championship contenders to actually make up a lot of ground on Bonsignor. Well, I agree, and I think those guys play as spoilers uh, in all of this. Names like Chase Dowling and Craig Lutz, who we're not sure can win the championship. I, if, if it was me, I'd be leaning towards Dowling definitely being a title threat with the success that he's had in his career, uh, not only on the Wheel Modified Tour so far in a short period of time, but at Stafford in the SKs. He's another one of those graduates from the SK Modified division. He started in the SK Whites there winning races and then moved to the SK and won races up until last week, really. I mean, he was a, a, a present driver still in the SKs at Stafford, still is, but he won last Friday night's SK Modified feature. Uh, and then Saturday at Seacock, started middle middle of the field. He wasn't, you know, didn't qualify up towards the front like they probably would have liked to. But when it came time for the money and the checkered flag, he drove his way to the front and challenged Monsignor in those final laps. If that race was say 200 instead of 150, my money would have been on Chase Dowling uh, because that car looked the strongest in the second half of the race. He just got to the front a little bit too late with the way the cautions fell in the final stages. Dowling, a guy we'll have to watch going forward. You mentioned Craig Lutz, a very impressive uh, start for him. That Riverhead Building Supply team, third in the championship. They're 19 points back. He's got an average finish of 6.5 right now. Uh, He, again, has finished all the laps, and we knew that that was going to make a difference. 
come down the end of the season. I'll be watching Craig. I'm not sure he's got the experience that he needs right now to win the championship, but I do think that going forward, a place like Riverhead, he has a lot of laps at, probably could spell Craig Watts being in victory lane before long. Well, and it's interesting because we always talk about the usual suspects. You know, you talk about Doug Kobe for obvious reasons. You talk about Timmy Salamito. You talk about Justin Bonsignor. You even talk about Ryan Priest, who we know is not necessarily a contender for the driver's championship, but certainly still plays into as many modified races he's going to run. You know he's going to race for wins. So those are the guys that we seem to always be looking at. But then all of a sudden, here comes Craig Lutz out of nowhere, and here comes a, a Chase Dowling, who you say is ready to run for the title, and you've got a different picture now going forward that Monsignor, if he can just, again, keep up the podium pace for a little while, and some of these other drivers behind him are scrambling each other's positions, in other words, not the same guys, you know, running around him every race, Bonsignor may have an interesting path here to the championship just by the nature of having more competition for the Kobe's and the other guys to make up this ground. See, my opinion on this is a little bit different than some may think at this point. Uh, I'm not seeing the speed out of Doug Kobe's car that they've had in the past. And, and as of right now, 46 points back in the championship. I know there's 12 races to go. I know he spotted everybody some positions last year and some points and still made the run to the front. But they've only got one top 10 in the first four races, and they really have not shown the speed that we are accustomed to seeing out of that race car. Don't get me wrong. They've been decent. They've been, you know, mid-pack car in the bottom of the top 10, probably on speed when they unload. Sure, they may be a bottom top five car in the middle of the race, and they've had some bad luck along the way. I don't see Doug Kobe digging out of this hole unless they can find something in the setup. We've been to Thompson. We've been to Stafford. Two tracks we're going to visit a total of five times between the two of them in the remaining 16 races. Myrtle Beach, an outlier, sure. Uh, Seekonk, not that much of an outlier because places like Riverhead and Langley are kind of similar sure. uh, in the setup department. And Saturday at Seekonk, I talked to one of the crew members for Kobe's car uh, just before the feature and said, hey, you guys going to be all right? And he said to me, yeah, you know, we'll be all right. We're struggling a little bit, but we'll be all right. And I never saw in the middle of the race them being okay. Doug was running, so to his credit, was running inside about fifth or sixth when he got spun out uh, in the final laps. And that finish he got was not really what he should have got, you know, with the finish he had and the run he had going before he got spun. But still, I don't think that car had winning speed in it Saturday. I think it was a bottom top five car. Uh, and I'm afraid right now for him, Tom, that a bottom of the top five car may not be good enough with the pace that Ponsignor is putting out, the pace that's Dow that Dowling is putting out, and the speed that they have shown at the tracks that we're going to visit going down the line. And we know once somebody hits on a setup at Stafford or Thompson, it's more likely than not that they're going to bring that same setup or close back to the next race there that season and probably run in the front. Well, and what's interesting here is, as you say, five of the next, what, 16 races are going to be run between those two tracks. So you start to draw some conclusions that, okay, well, about a third of the remaining schedule, you better be good at those two tracks. It just seems amazing to me 
that we're at a point where you're actually talking about Doug Kobe maybe just not having the speed. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens uh, as we get into these next couple of races. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see not only that, but everything else that's going to go on with the Wheel Modified Tour and what's going to be a difficult month and a half here. Uh, we've got Thompson coming up next week, Wednesday the 13th, Langley at the end of the month, and then a trip to Riverhead to start July with New Hampshire Motor Speedway in there as well. Obviously, always a wild card there. Looking forward to that, Tom. Quickly, as we wrap here, a, a couple other things going on in New England. I mentioned Chase Dowling won the SK Modified race last Friday night at Stafford Motor Speedway. Uh, his first win of the year there in the LFR house car that's turned into an SK. That is the first time ever that an LFR uh, chassis SK Modified goes to victory lane there that is a house car. So congrats to Chase on, on wow. finally getting that ship righted after a little bit of a struggle to start the season. Uh, Stafford's back in action tomorrow night. They've got a open modified 80 lap twisted T80 modified main event coming up. So that'll be interesting to watch right now. As we speak, Thompson Speedway Motorsports Park is in action uh, on the high banks. They have got a NASCAR wheel and all American series program going on with an extra distance race for their limited sportsman division, 30 laps. They're uh, interested to see who comes out on top in that one. And, and shifting back for one second to Seekonk. They had their first race of the season on Saturday night. Mother Nature not helping them so far this year, but the Wheel and All-American Series finally able to get back in action uh, with the sportsman division. Scott Bruno, the defending champion, winning there. Bobby Tripp uh, returning after many years off of competition to win the sport truck feature. And a great battle between Ray Parent, Jake Johnson, and Vinny Renegato in the weight models. If you've been on Facebook and you're friends with some people up here in New England, uh, that's a thrilling battle to watch, the final six laps. I've got that shared on my Facebook page. You can check that out as well uh, there to see that. Seekonk back in action in just a couple nights here for Saturday night racing uh, as we hit the stretch run of the summer. Don't forget, Tom, next week we're back in action with the Wheel Modified Tour on Wednesday night. So next week when we talk, uh, we'll recap that. Five races will be down. There will only be 11 races to go. Seems like a lot, but uh, not really that many left in the championship chase. Well, certainly looking forward to that midweek special. I love midweek specials like that and miss those, honestly. We don't have as many down here in the south as uh, what you guys have up north. I love those midweek shows. So enjoy that, and we'll look forward to talking to you next Thursday. That is Kyle Souza, and we will be back with more of the Stock Car Show here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, I'm Brandon McReynolds, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. From Jim Croce to Metallica, you never know what you're going to get on this show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders of motorsport safety. You can find them on the web, and you should, at HMSMotorsport.com. Of course, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at HMS Motorsport, no S, HMS Motorsport, or at either of their two locations up in Danvers, Massachusetts, or right here in Mooresville, North Carolina, just a few minutes from where the Race City USA Race Chaser PMN Studios are located here in downtown Mooresville. And as we continue with the show, I believe... We have a Camden Proud with us. Camden is Oswego Speedway's PR director, but he's also a small block super modified racer. So I guess he doesn't even need to stay at a Holiday Inn Express. He's just doing the real thing. Welcome back, Hollywood. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. Well, it's always fun to talk to you, and uh, we missed you for the opening day event. So I wanted to make sure we got you on as you go into your second event of the season Opening day, pretty doggone exciting. Twin 50s this time. Sort of a different format than what I'm used to for opening day. But uh, not only Dave Schillick Jr. picking up a win, no surprise. But, oh my, big surprise in feature two. The Rally Rocket, Chris Purley, getting his first ever unwinged super modified victory at Oswego. That is pretty awesome. Yeah, it was an awesome opening night. Um, there was a lot of opening excitement, really, to lead up to um, our first race. And um, great crowd, new food vendors, lots of different cars, some rookies. And then to see uh, Chris pull that off to cap off the night was fantastic. And you could just see the raw emotion in victory lane. He was truly uh, shocked and humbled to be a non-win winner here at Oswego. Oh, I'm sure he was. Uh, you mentioned the new concession deal. And for those in our audience who, and I know there are, 
some in our audience who have been to Oswego in the past, either for super modifieds or uh, when the modifieds come to town, uh, new concession situation this year, leasing out the concessions. I like that. And I'm really excited to sort of see how that all works and looks this year uh, when I get up there this weekend. Um, Good to see because what you guys have done is basically brought in some of the local restaurant folks to kind of have portions of the concession. Um, So a little different than what we typically see at a racetracks. I know some of the tracks now are going to food trucks, but this one, this situation is definitely different uh, and good to see the variety that you can get in the concession this year too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, It was nice that we were able to kind of, handpick at three or four um, local businesses. Um, Skips is relatively new. Dino's House of Burgers is relatively new. That's actually what I'm eating for dinner right now. Um, <laughs> Big surprise. Awesome. Not. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was great. The fan response was awesome. Um, the prices are awesome. You can get a Hoffman hot dog, which I know everybody loves, for two fifty now. Uh, we went back to $3 beer this season as well. Dino's has a bunch of different stuff. Chicken wings. There's... Fresh Haddock, the only fresh Haddock around here, uh, authentic with fish fry. So um, everybody's um, really working together and, and doing an awesome job. I think the fans are pretty excited about it. Yeah, it's neat. The prices definitely are good. And like you said, the variety being able to get, um, you know, to be able to get uh, fish there is uh, quite different. You don't see that at too many racetracks. So uh, cool stuff there. And, of course, uh, the Super Modified Division, you uh, definitely have – a stronger number this year than I think what a lot of people were anticipating. And not even so much for me as the number, but some of the, the new faces this year in the supers, uh, kind of some unexpected situations there that developed over the off season, but really neat to, um, to start following as we kick the season off. Yeah, it really is. Um, anytime you can get um, a couple new rookies in, especially on the commitment program is awesome. Um, yeah. You know, we need these younger guys to come in here and, and succeed um, in this division to, to get this thing rolling. And um, they they both um, got off to a great start, both Nate Schultzke and Tyler Thompson. And uh, it's been pretty cool to watch. Tyler actually passed Chris in the first, Chris Purley in the first twin a couple of weeks ago. So that was really neat. Um, they're both really smooth, both turning respectable times. And I'm pretty excited for both of them. I think it's going to be a good battle for rookie of the year and then you know ebb and flow to have all these other cars register um some guys coming back that you really wouldn't expect like you said it's it's exciting we've got more cars registered this year than we had in about 10 years so it's it's neat i'm happy cam i'm curious to go back to the chris Purley portion for a minute what was the reaction like after all this time and, and the attempts that he's tried? What was the fan reaction like when he actually won that non-winged event? I have to imagine that it was as much shock as anything else because I know for a fact that I kind of had to do a triple take at that when I saw it come through in the results. <laughs> like, did that really just happen? Yeah, me too. Um, I actually, I didn't get changed from my feature um, in my car um, until about halfway through the second super feature, and I kind of ran over on the front stretch to watch, and I was standing right there, and when he came across the line, I mean, everybody was, you know, on their feet, waving their hats, and um, just really excited for him. I mean, he's won pretty much all there is to win in ISMA um, here at Oswego 2 with a wing on. He won the King of Wing um, last year uh, with the same car, so to see him do it with the same car also was really neat, but yeah, a lot of 
a lot of surprise in a way, but also not so much of a surprise because it's Chris Purley and, you know, he was kind of just doing Chris Purley things, but, um, <laughs> yeah, it was a popular, popular win. And, uh, it was neat. It kind of reminded me of Gozik's retro night win last year. And I was excited to see the fans excited. So yeah, cool for sure. Well, yeah, and Chris has been around Oswego for so many years with the wing stuff and has run some non-wing starts, but, uh, you know, just never for a lot of, uh, you know, a good portion of a season. He kind of came in on sort of the back end of when drivers from New England or from Ohio would come and run every week at Oswego. You don't see that mm-hmm. so much anymore. Uh, so Chris getting that win certainly was... Uh, a milestone way to start the season but the class in general I mean you've got some great competition with Keith Champagne back now and and I know that uh, come retro night and I'm I can't wait for this because anybody who's known me for longer than 10 minutes and has talked to me about racing knows that Jimmy Champagne was my first racing hero and uh keith being jimmy's nephew keith's gonna do an eight ball retro paint scheme for uh that race on august the 4th right and that's uh i mean i think that's going Mm -hmm. to draw a lot of fans in and of itself because um boy just uh jimmy they always said nolan swift was the guy that built the track but jimmy kind of remodeled it (laughs) yeah no i think that's like the coolest thing ever i actually called keith a few weeks ago to do an interview and there's kind of been talk about it not so much from him um but from all the fans you know online saying i wish you know keith champagne would do a throwback scheme so i kind of texted him about it and when we were on the phone i said you know have you given it any thought and he goes yeah i think we're going to do it um august 4th we're going to try and do a tribute you know for the fans and he says he's never really been able to do something like that to honor you know his uncle jimmy so when he told me that i was kind of shocked and surprised and i said oh man i can't wait to write this press release and the the fan reaction was like wow this is this is awesome we have people coming from the midwest ontario quebec everywhere to come see this so i think you know you got the old timers reunion the same day and some some of the other retro cars that have been restored coming back i think it's going to be a really really good night and i can't wait to see what uh chris ostatic and keith come up with um on the state ball throwback yeah, I'm going to be real intrigued, too, because uh, I know Keith's father, Ed, actually did one of the later paint jobs on uh, Jimmy's car back, uh, I want to say, was the 1981 scheme, maybe. Um, and so I'm kind of hoping it trends that way, but with the stars and, and stripes that he had on uh, in the 70s. Yeah. So, yeah, it should be a lot of fun. And, uh, of course, the small block super strong again this year. Again, uh, some new mm-hmm. faces coming in and... Uh, Boy, you're 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 still flirting with that first feature victory. I know it's going to come soon. Oh man, I hope you're right. I'm just, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was pretty frustrated after last week. We had a really fast car. Um, the competition is unbelievably stout. I mean, we had a full field. Yeah. And um, you know, Danny K just came back to race. Goes out sure did. in eighteen seven. Pulls in the pits, and he was ninth fastest after time trials running yeah. in eighteen seven. So, you know, that goes to show you you know, how stiff it is. I was in third when I turned my 18-7 in time trials, and then we wound up six, and it's just like, wow, everybody is fast. Everybody yeah. can win. There's nobody that cannot win, and uh, it's just a really tough class, really tough to pass. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a strong rookie year. We had some motor problems in 15 and 16. I felt like last year was really kind of breakout, and we were able to 
finished second three times, which was just lovely. And uh, <laughs> hopefully we can close the deal this season. Yeah, well, some say second sucks. I always say it's better than third. So, you know, you, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. You, you know, you got to look at the bright side. So uh, if, yeah. if you're second, that means you're close and, and eventually it'll That's follow right. your way. So you got to just keep digging and, uh, you know, looking forward to seeing everybody up there on Saturday. Uh, always fun to, to go back home again. And uh, so uh, yeah. tell us, tell us real quick about the show on saturday if fans are going to go to oswego speedway what what are they going to see yeah so it's kind of just a regular uh road to the championship show this weekend to uh continue the championship we got keith champagne and dave cliff kind of leading us into into week two uh all the actions presented by a and p auto parts so it's kind of the, the spring championship night if you will and okay. uh, full program um start off with the time trials for each division, oh, nice. uh, three heat races for each class, and um, 50 lap feature for the Novella Supers, and a 30 lap feature for the Pathfinder Bank SBS. And if two weeks ago was any indication, I think it's going to be a pretty awesome show. Should be. Looking forward to being a part of it and uh, to seeing you again as well. Thanks for taking some time to come on. Uh, OswegoSpeedway.com is the website or at Oswego Speedway on social media. And uh, go look up Camden Proud as well. Camden Proud, uh, the PR director and the small block racer just because, well, you hate being bored. That's right. I do. <laughs> you don't sit still well. We'll, we'll we'll look forward to talking to Cam again uh, throughout the season and keeping up with what's going on at the Oswego Speedway. But right now we're going to step aside. When we come back, we've got Cars Tour conversation and, of course, the lightning round coming up as well. Don't go anywhere because that's always entertaining one way or another. You're listening to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. 
featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Cole Custer, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on the Performance Motorsports Network. Tom Baker, Cisco Scaramuza, Chris Murdoch, Jacob Seelman, and our special guest for the evening, Aaron Creed, still with us as well as we kind of re-enter the stock car realm of things to talk about the Cars Tour. The Cars Tour is at Acerton this weekend. Yes. <laughs> If you're wondering where is Acerton, uh, it's it, in two places. Yeah, it doesn't exist. The Cars Tour splitting uh, between Ace Speedway uh, here in North Carolina and Anderson Speedway in South Carolina. And you say, okay, so it's a back-to-back show, two-day show. No, uh, they are running both at the same time. Super late models at one place and the late model stocks at the other kind of an interesting thing that they're trying to do this year. Um, and, you know, interesting way to go about it, I guess. Uh, and both uh, Cisco and Chris are going to be part of the broadcast crew at which track? Cisco Anderson? Anderson, yeah. Anderson, yeah. So um, should be fun. The Cars Tour has been kind of interesting this year. Of course, uh, <laughs> the, the last race at Hickory got kind of, uh, well, Bowman Gray Stadium-like. Yeah. But, well. uh, it, 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 uh, we, you know, you, you go to a race and the Stanley Cup championship breaks out. But, uh, back to, uh, a double track situation they go. And, you know, this is a series that really has had a lot of different faces in competition for wins. And there's still a couple that I that haven't won that I think at any moment now, and, and this goes for both divisions, are gonna, you know, break out into wins, but but it's been a fun series to follow so far. Yeah, it has, and it's it's gonna be interesting with the late model stocks going to going to ace. I mean, we talk about the story, Chris, of basically Bobby McCarty versus Lee Pulliam in that division. That's basically how it's gone out. Deke did manage to grab a win, but really the story has been Lee Pulliam's just ability to drive the wheels off his car versus some of the dominance that Bobby McCarty's been able to show in these races so far. And Lee did exactly that, driving the wheels. He was dominant at Bristol. He started first, finished first, you know, just went out 
outright and got the win. So I think you're right in that assessment. I, I do want to put some eyes, you know, on Deke. You know, the last race we went to at Hickory, he ran very well. And as you mentioned, he got that win. And then Josh Berry, uh, who who has been making his, his rounds here, I think he's going to have a good shot at this race as well. And as for Anderson, you know, there's a lot of places you can go with the super late models. I mean, we saw, like Tom mentioned, the Hickory race that we went to where a lot of stuff broke out. And in all of that, after that fact, the next race, with all that drama, with all that tension, Raphael comes out, you know, cool-headed, cool, calm, yep. collected, and gets the win at Bristol. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, coming into coming into what the the race at Anderson will be, the Border War race, so that means we're going to be seeing drivers from the uh, Southern Super Series as well in that race, Jacob. And I think something interesting out of that is that coming into that race, Bubba Pollard, the defending race winner of that race, fighting it for the side of SSS. Mm-hmm. But he has run a Cars Tour race so far this season, so he's not unfamiliar with the drivers he's racing. Oh, no, he's not. He now, I'm going to respond to your point on Pollard, and then I want to circle back to the late model stocks. Me but too. Bubba Pollard, this is a big, 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 big weekend yeah. for That's Bubba Pollard. Big. Because he's not just he's not just running on Saturday. He's got a full plate. <laughs> yes, he does. That's going to include a uh, pro late model race over the weekend, the Master of the Pros, which I think... Aaron will nod at me if I'm right. Friday night at Bertrand, he's gonna run. He's gonna run Saturday at Anderson, and then he's gonna run Monday. Come back up to Michigan and run the Money in the Bank Super Late Model Race, trying to go for twenty grand to win. Which that's two twenty grand to win shows in the state of Michigan in a span of four days. And if Bubba could pull off that trifecta of wins, it would be arguably one of the biggest accomplishments in late model racing as a whole that I've personally seen in the last decade, if not longer than that. Now, to circle back to the late model stocks for just a second, Cisco, I sit here thinking about this just now. Am I the only one that is surprised that Josh Berry has not been, well, Josh Berry? This year, I mean, we expected the former champ to come out and, I think, be dominant again like he's been the last couple of years, and he's just kind of been normal. Well, I mean, certainly with him missing the one race because he had that Arca start. Which, where, if you're going to miss a race, an Arca start's a pretty good reason. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess that's a good excuse. And, and, and considering Deke went out and uh, and dominated in his car for a yeah. while. Fair. So, I mean, there's a very good chance that we, you know, if circumstances had been different, Josh Berry would have a win at this point, Chris. But I think I I am a little bit surprised to not see Josh Berry as strong as he is. But I think part of that, it it feels like some of his dominance has gone to his teammate, who has been absolutely just flying off the shelf, Sam Mayer. Uh, clearance sale right now because he has been flying. He's gotten the hard charger award, I think, three different times so far this season, Chris. Well, let's not completely count Josh Berry out here because, yes, he has missed a race. He's not as dominant as we've seen in years past, but he's still 35 points back in sixth place with missing a race. So he's still up there. He's still getting the finishes he needs to to keep himself in contention, and we all know Josh Berry can beat Josh Berry at any point Josh Berry (laughs) gets a good car. So uh, there's multiple points. Even here this weekend, he could beat Josh Berry and go out and get some, some good runs and get that win. So Josh Berry could beat Josh Berry. 
uh, at any point now. It's just a matter of when. And again, I'll come back to his teammate, Sam Mayer, because Sam needed some time to sort of grow into the feet, the size feet that it takes to race a car out of the junior motorsports stable. But he's got one win or one top five finish, I should say, but he's got four top tens. He's been very consistent. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's not wrecking stuff. He's not driving over his head. He's been very consistent. Now, as we get into, I think Anderson honestly is a track because it's a small track and everything's kind of condensed. I think this is a track. If Sam Mayer can qualify in say the top four or five, this is a track I could see Sam Mayer pulling off his his first win. Except they're not at Anderson. They're at Ace. <laughs> oh, they're at Ace. Well, <laughs> even better because Ace isn't any bigger than Anderson. Um, you know, and, and Ace honestly is a track. Um, that's right. I forget it's the other way around. They're at Ace and the Supers are at Anderson. Ace is a track where, again, very tight bowling, and I think that's where Sam is going to get a win. I don't. I think if he's going to get his first win, it's going to come somewhere on a bowling track like Ace or Anderson, rather than you know a bigger track like Bristol or whatever, where speed and experience is so much more important. Jacob, I think, I think Sam has got a shot at this one, and here's the deal: I'm going to go ahead and say it. Once Sam wins once, Sam will win multiple times before the season is out because. That's how Sam's mind is. Once you give him the confidence that he can win in a division, he's done it in just about everything he's raced. He doesn't quit. My mind is confused right now. I know how Sam's mind is. I watched him do that in the summer shootout yeah. last year. My mind is confused right now. When did a four-tenths mile racetrack become a bull ring? <laughs> it, it is Ace is a bull ring, especially because of the fact that Basically, it's about as easy to overdrive turn one as it is to, uh, you know, fall off a cliff if you walk over the edge. Okay, Um, maybe I'm just used to, like, typical modified and other stock car terminology where, like, a third mile on down is a bull ring. Yeah, see, you know, in this area, I think you look at, in the way Ace drives, I've been to a number of races there with the limited late models and even seen modifieds there, which is always interesting, but... That is definitely a bowling type track, and I think Sam has the perfect driving style for that because he's very consistent and he's not going to overdrive the equipment. Yeah, absolutely, and I think going back to the Supers as well, we talk about the long weekend ahead of Bubba Pollard. Another driver who's going to be doing the same thing, Jacob, is going to be Preston Peltier, who's also racing on Saturday and then heading up to Berlin on Monday as well to run in that race. Yes, he is, and Preston Peltier is a driver that I circle as being a serious threat. I mean, he's raced against the likes of these, as Bubba has too. I mean, if if you're going to look at two guys to come in and contend against the likes of Kyle Busch, Matt Crafton, Harrison Burton, the the loaded outside talent that's going to be in this field on Monday for money at the bank, or money in the bank, rather. Wow. Okay. But Bubba and Preston are those two, lest we forget they started on the front row of the Snowball Derby in December. These guys know how to get it done. 
They've got the speed. It's just a matter of sealing the deal. And when there's $20,000 on the line, that carrot at the end of the stick, Cisco, is going to make this get really, 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 really crazy. I'll tell you what, Tom. It's going to be a hot weekend for those guys, and it's going to be a hot weekend for me because, unfortunately, Anderson doesn't have AC in the press box. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I've, I've been there a number of times, and, you know, bless their hearts there. It's a, it's a great way to lose weight is what it is, uh, having to be in the press box all night at Anderson. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll see how it works out for the cars tour and we'll of course have uh, recaps on next week's stock car show with that we step aside for a moment or two when we come back it is time for the lightning round you're listening to the stock car show presented by our good friends at hms motorsport the leaders in motorsport safety on spreaker and the performance motorsports network When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> My mommy. Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. 
For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. I'm Dalton Sargent, and you're listening to Race Talk on Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here on Spreaker and the Performance Motorsports Network, presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety, gathered around the round table for one more, uh, we'll call it a stage. This is the final stage of today's, <laughs> today's show, about uh, 10 minutes left, 12 minutes left here, and time for the lightning round. Tom Baker, Cisco Scaramuza, Chris Murdoch, Jacob Seelman, our special guest Aaron Creed also still with us, so we're going to invite him to play along here. And uh, I'm going to let Chris open up because uh, Chris had a fascinating topic that involves IndyCars, and that's another one of my favorite divisions to talk about. We went to the Super Modifieds tonight, so we'll go back to open wheel for a minute. Well, I saw Indianapolis post this on uh, on Twitter today, and I thought it would be interesting given most of us here at this round table have a history of being thrown around uh, at racetracks getting track rides uh, oh. from from drivers oh boy. so my question is ripping indianapolis motor speedway's question if you could take a two-seater ride with any dr- current driver on the indycar uh, entry list who would it be okay and so for this we're going to go cisco aaron Jacob and me, and then Chris. Current driver. Current driver. Current driver. because uh, this is this is a question of of do I want hysterics and to have games? <laughs> do I do I want to just talk to the person the entire <laughs> time, or do I want to actually like get get, get driven around the race? Same thing I'm going through here. Um, I'm going to go for hysterics because it's James Hinchcliffe. James Hinchcliffe. All right, uh, Aaron. I was going to go with the same James Hinchcliffe just because he's such a personality. Yeah. Um, but I want to get that two-seater ride with Mario Andretti. <laughs> even though he's not a current driver, <laughs> he's such an all-star even to this day. I still think Mario Andretti could run for wins in the IndyCar exactly. series right now if he got in a car. All right, Jacob. Oh, uh, Jacob. Um, You know what? Partially because he has experience doing it and partially because I just think he's – a good storyteller, and you could drag a lot of conversation out of him. I'm going to go Zach Veach. Okay, see, that was kind of my dilemma here because I have two answers too. I mean, if I wanted to, if I wanted a wild experience that I thought would test the limits, I would go with Takuma Sato. Honestly, <laughs> yeah. So that was my first thought yes. was if I want the absolute on the edge of. Well, so, so you also want to meet the whole Metro safety crews. Yeah, if, if I wanted to just be able to see heaven from the seat of the, uh, <laughs> you know, see, oh, I can see it. I don't want to go there, but I can see it from here. I would choose Takuma Sato. But if I, if, if I was to be honest, I would probably choose Zach Veach because Zach's a friend of mine. And I think, I just think he's a great, probably one of the better stories so far of the season in the IndyCar series with the progress that he's made. And um, so, yeah, I'd have to probably choose Zach. Chris? Uh, for me, hands down, Elio Castroneves. Oh, well, that would be another, even though just he's not a full-time 
Well, driver, I, but... I still count him as a current driver because yeah. he did race in the Indy 500. They're trying to get him to come back, but he's another character. He's another personality that it just makes me laugh every time I hear him. So uh, he would be one, and, and to get you know thrown around in any car with him would be pretty fun. See, if we were doing it at Pocono, then I would definitely want to do it with Elio because Elio gave a great answer to our Joel Sebastianelli a few years ago when Joel asked him what's what what was what's harder going into turn one at Pocono at two hundred twenty miles an hour or being on Dancing with the Stars and he he said oh going into going into turn one at two hundred twenty miles an hour he said Dancing on the Stars Dancing Dancing with the Stars was easy but he and he says it's a great way to pick up chicks <laughs> so <laughs> that's just what you get from Elio Jacob we've got some uh, breaking news no you can't do the voice as good as I can do the voice well I tried oh, in Dave to Spain fashion. Breaking news. Okay. All right. What's breaking? Dylan Lupton versus JGL Racing, round one, and I ding my boxing bell. Ding, ding. Yeah. Oh? This from JGL Racing at 8.33 p.m. We wish Dylan Lupton nothing but the best of luck in his future racing career. While our owner is dealing with health issues, the reason Dylan has left our team is he stated that due to non-sponsor payments on his end, he would not be able to meet his contractual obligations with us. Dylan responds in turn, quote, I tried to keep this as professional as I could. It's sad you've chosen to take this path. However, you have the facts distorted, and if you wish to discuss this in a public forum, then I would be glad to, end quote. Ooh. That escalated quickly. Wow. So okay. this has turned into Washington, D.C., apparently. Um, wow. Okay. Um, film at 11, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. See uh, what goes on there. It's kind of, again, that, that that just makes me sad to hear that because at, at a point in time where, you know, you've obviously got a team owner who's having some serious health issues, we've got some sort of a, you know, drama, uh, a, a drama yeah, a bit of drama uh, to do with the and team. And I thought the drama over there was done once, you know, Kaz was done and everybody kind of well, picked have their size, I mean, but... it worked out well for Kaz just because he was yeah. able to do what he's done. But, uh-huh. um, yeah. That's... I would definitely be uh, wow. paying attention to see how this turns out in the next few days. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right, Cisco, you've got you've – got Well, a... we can lighten things up a little bit from that. Please. Yeah, so – Obviously, we're getting a little bit close to hashtag NASCAR throwback and the hashtag Bojangles Southern 500. So Kyle Larson and the guys from Chip Ganassi Racing have taken it to the fans to decide what uh, the paint scheme is going to be on the DC Solar Chevy. So a couple uh, different ideas have come in, some from people like Dale Earnhardt Jr., who linked uh, a certain car, which I'm not going to – you'll just have to – You'll just have to go find it. Why are you not going to tell the people? The people want to know. And some of the people may not have Twitter. Yeah, that is fair. Okay, so I'll show you, Jacob. There you go. That is what? That is one of the old Bell South 42 cars. Yes, please, all day long, absolutely. And then the second most popular that I'm seeing is a Davy Allison tribute, actually. Ooh, how much fun would that be? So your question? So my question is, if you are going to <laughs> suggest suggest a car for Kyle Larson and the DC Solar and Chip Ganassi Racing, what kind of paint scheme would you give them? I wish this was more of a, a question of for the drivers who have not announced their paint scheme yet, what paint scheme I would like to pick. And one that comes to my mind for 
a driver that's not Kyle Larson is Chase Elliott, uh, 25-year remembrance Alan Kowicki Hooters yes. throwback car yes. at Arlington. Yes. I've been pushing yes. for yes. that yes. Yes. on Twitter yes. uh, since uh, you know the beginning of the year, wanting to see yes. that car. Uh, but hey, Chris, the only problem with that is we don't actually know which sponsor is going to be on the nine. Yet well, they could. They could either. I feel like it could either work with Hooters or Little Caesars, Jacob. Fair. That's a valid yep. point, and both of those you could make that paint scheme work because, uh, and especially Hooters, considering Allen was driving the Hooters colors for '92. Yeah. Except you can't call it an Underbird. No, I don't, think <laughs> I don't think Chevrolet would be too happy about that. No, well, it also has nothing to do with pizza, but, um, but yeah, I see what you're saying. It could work with either one. All um, right, so can we modify Cisco's question to just be suggest any? a throwback for any driver well, who's not announced I'm yet? I'm going to stay with the original question because okay. because one because I would rather see the Bell South scheme on the Xfinity car for that weekend, provided John Hunter Nemechek. Is going to was be going in to it. be in the car? Yeah, because John Hunter did that that same throwback on the truck yes. see, last I, year at CTMP, and you'd have the number. So I and he's I, already got the suit. Yeah, see, I think that would be the ideal situation. I'm all about me some mellow yellow for the uh, Kyle Larson. First of all, but I they think, already did that once. Well, so what? They could do it again. I think it. I, I. I. It was mellow yellow for more than a year. I mean, you know, I think that would be an interesting scheme. The other. The other scheme that would be interesting to do, since they really don't have the car anymore, would be the uh, Coors Light scheme and do a silver bullet kind yes, of thing. Yes. Um, because please. Larson tends to run like a bullet. So, uh, and, and if he hit the side of the wall, it wouldn't necessarily mess up the paint because <laughs> exactly. it's silver and white. Yeah, so, I exactly. mean, I think he'd be okay there. So, I think we could do that, Aaron. You got a thought? Um, well, I'm certainly not prepared for this question, but um, I don't know. I, I guess I'll stick with the 42 question. And one of the schemes I always enjoyed was when Kyle Petty ran the peak scheme. So, some oh, kind of yeah, variation of that. Right. Whether it was the the first one where it was like blue and yeah. white yeah. and then they went to the light blue and pink kind of a scheme. I like the, I like first, the first one. one. Yeah. You'd, probably, you'd probably have to check with Felix, but I think he yeah. would be more than oh, okay Felix with that. Felix is still a co-owner yeah, on that team, just yeah. saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know who Peak is affiliated with anymore. Uh, I know they were with Danica for a while. And uh, Are they still with Clint? Are they with anyone? I, I think I they are. Remember, uh, they might still be with Clint, but I, I mean, it does. you can still do the scheme even yeah. if it's not Peak. Oh, yeah. Chris, Chris, With DC Solar, since I didn't get to go back and say a Larson-inspired scheme, uh, I think Junior uh, did it a while ago, but I'd like to see kind of the, the Valvoline colors since it's the blue and the white and stuff. Well, you that could he back yeah. uh, With that paint scheme, I feel like uh, a Yarborough scheme would be pretty cool for that. Valvoline is um, a Hendrick affiliate, but that wouldn't necessarily... Valvoline is a Hendrick primary this year yeah. for so a couple would, races. So. But couldn't you just... Replicate sure the scheme. Absolutely. And throw yeah. a DC I think solar it'd be on. Fun. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. You can do whatever you do whatever you choose. I think that would be a lot of fun, Jacob. Well, I don't necessarily have a question. I was just waving at you for any final thoughts because we're running short on time. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, my final thought for the night would be we've got a an interesting race coming up in Michigan that I actually don't think one of the big three is gonna win. I'm still sticking with Ryan Blaney to come away with the victory up in Michigan this weekend. But I'm fascinated by what's happened at the start of this cup season and by the fact that in an era when 
everything is supposed to be more equal, we have three drivers who are just simply kicking everybody else's ass. Uh, so I think I'm going to leave the, leave it at that, uh, Cisco. My final thought is actually something Fox Sports pointed out a little bit earlier today. In the first seven races versus the last seven races, Jimmy Johnson has improved his average finish from 21.4 to 8.9 and doubled the amount of average points per race he gets. Not to mention he's gotten four more top tens and two more top fives. They're finding something. They're finding something. We'll see. Uh, Chris, real quick. My final thought for today is a Hendrick teammate of his, Chase Elliott, who has also been getting better his past four Michigan races. Second. Second, second, eighth. Okay, and keep your eye on Larson, too. And uh, Aaron, Super Cup Stock Car Series next Friday, the 15th, at Kingsport Speedway in Tennessee. That's correct. Come on out. It's it's near, if you're not familiar with where Kingsport is, it's somewhat near Bristol. It's about a half hour yeah. from there. Practice, the, the Super Cup cars are going to get out for their first practice at 2, but then qualifying isn't until the evening. So uh, you're That's not going to miss anything birthday. if you're working during the day, and racing starts at 8. Enjoy. Jacob, take us out. Thanks to Bob Steele, Sue Mason, and all the folks at PMN that make this show possible. And thanks to Aaron Creed for being our special guest for the night. For Cisco Scaramuza, Chris Murdoch, and Tom Baker, I'm Jacob Silman reminding you to keep it off the wall, folks. And if you're headed to a racetrack somewhere, we might just see you there. Have a safe racing weekend. Good night. You've been listening to the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com. A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated. And may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-host, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated, the advertisers, or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.